How's it going guys? It's Michael Lindsay here and you're listening to episode four of the Studio 7 Fitness Podcast. So you're welcome. Hope everyone is good. So episode four I've uh, titled Do You See What I See? So uh, the reason behind this is I want to talk to you a little bit about well, firstly, anyways, I've done this kind of three months transformation uh, for a photo shoot and something I'd never done before. And I'll explain the reasons why I did it in a little bit. But then secondly, I'm going to talk about my own kind of issues and I suppose challenges I've faced over the years about my own kind of body image and, you know, looking at my own self in the mirror and not seeing what other people see what I mean by that is I was seeing a totally different picture really to you know people say okay yeah you good shape you're a trainer um you know whereas I was not seeing that picture in the mirror and I find a lot with clients and a lot of clients of mine they struggle to look in the mirror it takes them a lot of time to to even do that, you know, people will even turn away and do exercises, turning away from the mirror. So they just sort of don't look at their reflection, which is tough, which is hard to see. But I can totally understand where they're coming from because I was that person. And, you know, I still, you know, do to a degree, you know, as I said, it's, it's got a little easier. Um, now, I've always, I suppose, I call it athletic physique now my body type is you know fairly ectomorph fairly slim tall um kind of rangy lanky as i've been called uh when i was growing up but um i used to find it hard and still do um to you know to to build lean muscle to build um a bit of size just takes a little bit longer um and you know playing kind of soccer most of my life only up until maybe a couple of years ago um doing a lot of cardio work obviously so, you know, with, with, with gym work in there, but wasn't giving my chance to concentrate fully on, on weight training as such. So, you know, I struggled with that. And when it came to probably the last year and a half or, or two, when I stopped playing, maybe I concentrated a little bit more on on training. And then the reason why this three-month, um, you know, transformation thing came along, there was a couple of reasons why I did it. Firstly was... I'd kind of falling out of routine a little bit myself with the gym. I was sporadically doing it, maybe following some kind of a bit of a plan I put together. But, um, you know, I was kind of busy with the gym, busy with the business, nutrition. You know, I'm not the, you know, I was always pretty good eater, but, you know, that probably wasn't on point. And I felt, you know, I'd be able to get back on track and training and nutrition wise. That was one reason too. Uh, I was coming up to my... um, uh, late 30s should we say so I just turned 39 there um, you know a few weeks ago a couple of weeks after the actual shoot and I thought you know it'd be a good way to you know to I suppose mark the birthday and say so there's a bit of life in the old dog yet you know type of thing and you know one of the other reasons was to see if I could you know put on some put on some size you know, lean up, get in the best shape I could be or I have ever been in. So that was the challenge. I was, I, through a friend of mine, Alan Devan, went through a similar process, sort of a three-month plan to do a photo shoot. So he recommended the coach 
as through a guy called Chris Spearman. Some of you may know him, um, Chris Spearman Fitness. He's actually a guy from Cork. He's living in London now, and he's built up a huge, um, you know, uh, following, huge online business. And he has coaches working for him. And there's a guy called Wade Foster who I was directly kind of working with. And, you know, it gave me structure. It gave me accountability to somebody because obviously I've been in the fitness game myself for over 20 years or just under 20 years. You know, I could draw up a plan and nutrition myself, but it was, it took out the 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 work in a way whereas I was so busy and it gave me accountability because I had to check in every week. And then, you know, the training was there. I was doing, a, you know, I signed up to do, I was going to do a six day program, one rest day a tailored nutrition plan then going through the 12 weeks and the build up to the plan so it was they specific you know the coaches there you know they're experts in getting people ready for you know physique shows so stage shows and photo shoots so i said look we'll we'll you know we'll give it a crack we'll invest in it and you know it's investing in yourself investing in progression so i said look it was around you know, February time, I think I started in middle of March, is around St. Patrick's Day. And then the photo shoot was on the 1st of June. So, you know, photo shoot, you know, went really well. I pretty much did as much as I could. Obviously, you're going to slightly off plan now and again. But in fairness, I, I was pretty, pretty, you know, on point in regards to the exercise and um, and the nutrition did, did as much as I could. I thought if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it right, which is the best way to think about things. And yeah they're they're really happy with the photos um had a shoot with sean barry uh sean barry photography you know he's done a lot of he actually has shot chris and wade before and you know highly recommended in in the the fitness uh, field and you know some great shots i put some up some great reaction to it um which was you know which is humbling which is great um something i had never really thought i would do again it was a first this year um i wasn't really one for posting the old um topless shots i think it was only last year really um i have did that for the first time as well and and because i was i i didn't see what other people saw you know i probably was in okay shape but i didn't think it was good enough to put out to the world um and even it's when I started kind of getting in shape and I was doing kind of, you know, comparison photos from week one to six or one to eight. I was still, I'm in an R-ring and talking to my inner circle and saying, you know, I was a bit wary, a bit embarrassed about putting them up, you know, even still. Um, but, um, you know, they were like, no, you know, they look great, throw them up. And, um, yeah, you know, it's the feedback's been really good. So it was a positive experience. Yeah, it wasn't. You know, it was, it was tough at times, um, particularly near the end. You know, you, you can be quite restricted on the nutrition-wise, but um, not to a point where I felt, you know, I was going to pass out or anything like that. You know, it wasn't like that. It was just, um, you know, to going through the process of getting kind of shoot ready. So, and one of the other reasons I did mention before was because I actually, you know, have gone through the process so I can advise people now on it and give... Um, you know, give some advice on it. So that was another reason why I did it. So I think in my own, I suppose, battle with that type of, you know, body image um, issues, which obviously a lot of people have, everyone's, you know, 
and we I've heard this before and I've said this before on, on various Wednesday wellnesses where you know comparison is the thief of joy um, we all can relate to that you know a lot of us at some stage maybe have compared ourselves or compared our lives compared our bodies compared whatever to people you see people either you know or people you don't know online and you're like well do you know you know wish we looked like that wish we looked like that or wish I had that and wish I had that so you know we've all been there we've all kind of have compared to to others I think it's a natural thing but um I think a lot of this kind of goes back to I suppose when I was younger and as I said I was always the taller person I was always the rangy I was always the skinny the as I said being called lanky the I stood out basically I wasn't I couldn't go under the radar I was there I was always at the back of the school photos I was always back of the the team photos I was noticeable and I was always being conscious of it so you know I always find I was quite you know stooped on my shoulders and I'd be conscious of being, you know, even in the cinema, you know, I was conscious of people behind me and I still am. I kind of sink down in my seat a little bit thinking the people behind me can't see if I'm in a bar and there's a game on. I'm kind of trying to shirk away to the side or the back and, you know, or if I'm at a match or something, I'm kind of conscious of people behind me not being able to see because of me. So, and that still happens. Um, I still, still have that. Uh, my mum was always, mum used to say to me, Michael, Patrick, shoulders back be proud of your height and all this type of stuff but it at the time I wasn't really it was kind of a a hindrance really you know I'd I'd you know when you're young you know name calling and this and that and I because I stood out um it was an easy target I suppose and you know I suppose that's probably where where a lot of it began um and I think the saving grace for me I suppose was you know, I was pretty good at sport, and I think I mentioned in maybe an earlier podcast, um, and some of my my videos, anyways, that my saving grace was I picked up sports very easily. Um, you know, soccer, rugby, athletics, basketball—that's probably an obvious one. But um, uh, hockey, you know, I ended up doing pretty well. Even sports I'd never really played before before I went to sign a secondary school. Um, I just you know, was kind of athletic in that way. So that helped me out a good bit because socially got to meet people, you know, have have a circle of friends, similar interests, rather than if I didn't have that, I think I'd struggle because I've always been taking the time to, you know, make friends or, you know, it takes me a little bit of time to, to do that, you know, to make that first, I suppose, connection. But when people get to know me, when I get to know people, you know, I come out of my shell, you know, then. So I think, you know, the sport side of things really did help. And I think, you know, then I went traveling, I did a year away. And again, that was, and I was solo traveling. So I kind of had to, had to go outside my comfort zone. I think I learned a lot about myself, a lot about everything really that year, because I kind of had to make the effort. And it's got a socially, it was a great learning experience for me. And I remember going into a hostel in Darwin when I first arrived and I was freaking out. I didn't want to speak to anyone, you know, lay on the bunk. And I was like, what am I doing as an eight person dorm? And I was like, oh, my God, this is horrendous, you know, and never been in a, in a hostel before. And here I am surrounded by seven or eight strangers and I didn't want to say anything. And then fast forward nine or ten months later, I remember going into Melbourne I was meeting a friend of mine, Paul. I spoke about Paul in the previous podcast, 
uh, down in Melbourne and I rocked into the hostel and I was like, how's it going, lads? You know, where are you from? And, and beknownst to me at the time, I only really reflected this afterwards and it just showed the, the progression I'd made over that time and meeting people and you're just getting comfortable and that's what it is. And I've talked about being comfortable, being uncomfortable. So I was very uncomfortable at the beginning of the my journey, should we say, or my year away. And then at the end, I was comfortable with uncomfortable situations um and you know so when I came home I think you know it's very cliched you know you, you know traveling changes you you know you come back and but I think it changed me in a positive way and you know it's a really really positive experience I can't say anything negative about it you know so in regards to kind of body image and stuff that was kind of still going on I remember even when I was you know training a lot um, doing a lot of soccer training in good good shape you know I didn't see that so that's why I titled this um, podcast do you see what I see because and I hope people can relate to it so I know it sounds strange but I was looking and I was seeing and I'm not just exaggerating kind of a, a Mr Burns type character do you know as in very very you know skinny and bony and ribby and you know whatever you want to call it but that's kind of what I saw in my own kind of vision even though that wasn't strictly true so it just shows how your mind can play tricks on you and you know that's that's why I can relate to people who and to clients who are, sh- are struggling and you know I have a client recently who and he, it took her probably around nine ten months to actually see the changes herself a lot of people were seeing and and she was changing physically 100 percent um inches were coming down you could see it in her face but people were saying it to her but she was thinking oh people are just saying it because just to be nice until fairly recently only a couple of months ago it was like actually now i can see in the mirror i can see a difference and i feel good so you know you it's amazing you know how you have different viewpoints from different people looking at the same body I suppose so I think you know doing this three month transformation and getting to to probably you know it is the best shape I've ever been in 100% you know has shown me that I can do it as in I can put on you know a bit a bit of size I can lean up you know I was you know smashing in the six workouts a week you know putting in the effort even times where you know, I was struggling, I had doing a lot of hours, I had to get the workout in, I still did even as late at night, early in the morning, I got them done, so it, it got me into that routine, it got me committed, it got me, you know, determined and refocused, I suppose, is the main thing, and then it shows, you know, when you put in the effort, you, you get the results. Now, obviously, now coming into that reverse dieting phase is, you know, it's, you're not going to keep that lean shoot ready the whole time so that's just not possible so just keeping a level of condition I'm still doing the training you know obviously probably eating a little bit more and trying to maybe bulk up a little bit again um weight wise I dropped a few kilos but you know that's that's fine that's going to happen and I know that's going to happen so you know it's just to I've experienced it good experience and then you know going on to the next challenge but I think you know that struggle with with confidence and struggle with body image I think it's kind of it does go back to childhood and I suppose the the name calling um and I suppose even going back to you know I'm just going to probably 
you know, if I'm going off on a tangent here, this isn't scripted. I'm just, you know, throwing it out there. I might be going a bit deep here, but um, bear with me. So that's what it's all about is just, um, you know, expressing and just kind of kind of rolling with it. Um, you know, some podcasts will be structured a little bit more. This one, I just wanted to just throw out my own experiences, really. So I suppose going back to when I'm about 11 and I changed schools, as in you go from primary over in England from to primary till about 11 and then you go to secondary school from 11 to 15 that's when you do 15 around your GCSEs or junior cert over here and then you can go on and do your A-levels or your leaving cert so it's not a, a required thing to do your A-levels you can leave school at 16 if you want or you can um, go on to college or some schools have a sixth form college where you can stay on and do your leaving cert so but I kind of went from you know normal primary Catholic school in, in Cambridge and everyone in you know friends cousins everyone went to this this other school uh, secondary school was comprehensive school everyone kind of went to that was just the thing and a lot of this I was kind of the second generation Irish should we say all went to this particular school and I ended up going to having like an they called it 11 plus exam to go to not to go to, just to do the exam. It wasn't sure I was going to get a place um, in a private school. And now we are from working class background. Um, my dad's been in the construction business all his life. You know, he's brilliant. You know, I didn't get that gene at all. Um, I struggle with, yeah, I'm very bad. I can change a light bulb and maybe change a plug-ish. But uh, putting up shelves, not a hope. Um but yeah, he can fix and do anything. So he's coming down in a few weeks actually and we're going to do a bit around the gym. So whenever he comes down, he fixes something or does something. So he's a genius that way. And, you know, but what, you know, worked in the building trade, still does. Um, so work class background. My mum didn't work. She she has MS. Um, now she's had it for over 30 years. It's not the really deliberating kind, so she manages it well. Um, in fairness, she, she, she's doing really well. So... Um, but she wasn't working so it wasn't easy and my sister who's four years older than me they put her to private school as well so and they were paying those fees long after the w w we left that's for sure so you know we owe them huge debt not just for that but for everything so we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them but basically I, w I kind of ended up you know going back to when I was 11 I um, pass, well I say pass but I, I did the exam, the 11 plus it was and then I just thought okay that's just I've done that but um, I'm just going to go to the school where everyone else went to and then I got offered a place so as I said you don't really, it's, it was a kind of a different world in regards to I suppose wealth is middle class upper class kind of world should we say that I ended up kind of you know entering into I suppose you want to call it so ac academically very good school um, but a lot different from the school where everyone went to, do you know? So the reason why that was so tough and looking back, a lot of, I think, issues and confidence and stuff maybe happened back then was because I was, I felt like I was stuck in limbo in a way because, you know, I started getting bullied emotionally, psychologically and physically, you know, in different ways because... I was getting it kind of in both both barrels, so to speak. So I was getting it from the people around my own, say, area or neighbourhood, if you want to call it, 
um, for going to a posh school or a private school and that I was thinking I was you know better than everyone I was too good and then because it was a boys school then it started getting a bit more personal and then I was called gay and and this this and this and and one I was only 11 so I didn't really know what that kind of meant um and you know I got a lot of abuse from that side but I was also getting abuse and name calling and that type of stuff from the private school so I was getting it you know for being kind of working class being common or whatever you want to call it so I'd know where I was and that was kind of a rough time and it got quite quite low and go too much detail but you know mentally that was tough because I didn't know where I was you know I was being kind of attacked from both sides I suppose you know even when I was biking home I used to have to put my blazer and tie into my bag so I just have a white shirt on so you could be from any school then so because you could be literally and it happened you know you could be jumped you'd be knocked off your bike you know called names whatever it was so I kind of had to hide that you know for the time I was at the school really um now then the guys you know I wanted to leave you know I I wanted to kind of change and you know said to stick it out for a little bit longer and see if it changes and and I suppose as you get older and as, as children mature, you know, it doesn't happen as much. You know, I started to get accepted more in the school I was in, 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 in the private school. You know, I was good at sports. So that helped me out, which I mentioned earlier. You know, I ended up living in a pub for a few years. So then everyone wanted to come to my house. You know, I had a pool table. <laughs> I had darts. I had an arcade machine. So, yeah, no, you know, I was I was the, the big guy on campus then. Um, um, but, um, you know, academically it was good got really you know really good GCSEs decided to move on to a mixed college then so I didn't stay on for another two years and do my A-levels or, or leave and sat there but um, you know looking in hindsight it was a tough especially early on but you know good experience good education those you're taught respect you're taught you know a lot of good things um, and you know you know I made some good friends out of it as well in the end so it just shows you know even from those early stages, you can take a lot on from those early stages because, you know, you still have those memories. You don't forget things. Um, and I think just from some growing up and, you know, having those, I suppose, issues and, and in regards to how I looked and the way I was called and the names I was called, etc. I think it was, um, you know, I carried that on into as I was older. And as I said, it was it was ingrained in there that, you know, I was seeing a totally different picture and I didn't really like what I saw. Now, I think over the last, let's say, a couple of years, I'm starting to, as I say, love myself more. That sounds a bit cheesy. Um, but just to, you know, appreciate that, every, you know, I know everyone, everyone's different. Everyone's got different body types. Everyone's different ways of, you know, everyone's different. And that's a good thing. You know, if everyone was the same, it would be very boring, wouldn't it? So... But I'm learning to be more happier in myself and how I look and um, but not just physically but internally I've worked on that a lot in the last few years and you know I find that I'm happy and I talked about happiness in the last podcast and it's not you know I'm not looking for happiness in anything you know I'm just looking within and by doing that in the last couple of years and working on you know self-care and and you know being a bit more present being more mindful and being more grateful for things 
and be grateful for the love I have from you know family friends um you know I'm not saying I had a bad childhood at all no I had a really good one you know a lot of really you know good memories um it's just sometimes you're shaped and you concentrate on those negative ones rather than appreciating the positive because that's what most of us do and that's what I did you know um because you could have 99 really good things happen to you in a day and you but you'll you won't remember those you'll only remember the thing that the bad thing or the 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 bad name you were called or the bad experience you had so you'll always go back to that so as I said the last few years has been a change there in regards to working self-care and I think that has a knock-on effect then and I felt in a better place you know I felt it was a a good time to to do something like I did in the last few months to get into a a regime get into a habit of training and, and nutrition again and you know it you know it paid off so just keeping a level of condition now I'm happy with you know that and happy with the fact obviously I'm going to put on a bit more and certain things that yeah I'd like to you know to work on certain areas but not like it's a be all and end all it's just I like you know I love training I like the gym you know and it's just something that I do and it's part of my routine so that's all I really want to touch on this week guys is you know just hopefully you can relate to it if people can um that's great and it was just so getting to I suppose know me a little bit more and getting to know um a little bit about you know how I've got to this point um and if you yeah if you feel like someone um you know would appreciate it then yeah tag them send them on the link would be great it'd be great if you could take a screenshot of this podcast and pop it up on your Instagram story or on your Facebook and I'll share it on mine then on my story um if you can go on to the Apple Apple Podcasts um, and, you know, rate rate the podcast, you know, five would be great. <laughs> um, but let's try and kind of get a bit of movement there in regards to getting more people engaging and more people, um, you know, trying to reach more people. And that's what it's about. I'm just trying to reach and, and tell my own story. But in doing that, helping others and, you know, that's what I do on a daily basis. And it's just I can relate to clients who do struggle and and they don't see what other people see and that's kind of the main idea through this podcast so really appreciate the support guys and yeah episode four is done um i've got a couple of people coming in this week to record as well so i'll be getting some guests podcast going soon so appreciate all the feedback guys i've been getting in the messages for the podcast so hopefully it can help people and um, we can um, spread the word okay guys Have a fabulous day and I'll speak to you soon. Take care, guys. Bye.